Oscar Wilde. I fell in love with the writing of Oscar Wilde when I was about 11 and I saw a film of the importance of being earnest. And it completely transformed my idea of what language could be. I suddenly realised it could be music. I realised there were things you could do with words that were akin to, and in my opinion then, exceeded what music could do. I'm not sure I believe exactly that now, but certainly the sheer rhythm and beauty and wit of Wilde's writing in The Importance of Being Earnest changed the course of my life. But the strange thing about Wilde is that for most of his writing, he was a tragedian. He was someone who saw the infinite suffering in human life and who saw very clearly the misery people store up for themselves. I wasn't aware as a child of his fairy stories, and I don't blame my parents for that. I had the usual British diet of Robert Louis Stevenson and A.A. Mill and Lewis Carroll and so on. But I think a lot of people were simply unaware that Oscar Wilde had written stories for children. He wrote them for his own two boys, Vivian and Cyril. And they have since become, I think, amongst the most treasured stories of their kind in world literature. There is something extraordinarily painful and touching about the way Wilde writes for children. I think it's because he uses language in a shameless way that is almost biblical in its old-fashioned, even for the 19th century, rhythms and tones. And yet that style that style of language, which is known by critics as a Mandarin style of language, although it may seem preposterous to some, it builds up a kind of layer of thick beauty over which very simple stories can take the stage. And they are simple stories. Um, they're simple and they are parables. The Selfish Giant by Oscar Wilde. Every afternoon, as they were coming home from school, the children used to go and play in the giant's garden. It was a large, lovely garden with soft green grass. Here and there, over the grass, stood beautiful flowers like stars, and there were twelve peach trees that in the springtime broke out into delicate blossoms of pink and pearl, and in the autumn bore rich fruit. The birds sat on the trees and sang so sweetly that the children used to stop their games in order to listen to them. How happy we are here, they cried to each other. One day, the giant came back. Wilde is often compared to Christ in a way that may offend a lot of Christians, but I suppose you think of a great, gentle and extraordinary man who was despised and rejected of men, and uh, betrayed by some of his disciples and loved by others, and who has lived on as a symbol of a kind of artistic life, um, a, a prince of Bohemia. But there was another way that he was messianic, and that is his ability to tell parables. He saw human faults very clearly, not always his own, but usually his own, and he saw the best way of exposing them was in the fiction of the parable, the, the fable. There's a famous story, not famous enough, so I'll tell it to you just in case you don't know it. When Wilde was listening to someone being very bitchy, very jealous about some other person, and he suddenly said, 
The devil was walking one day in the Libyan desert, and he saw a couple of young demons who were tormenting a monk. And he went up and he saw them tormenting this monk and tempting him. And they said, what goes on here? And they turned and they bowed to their master, the devil. And they said, well, for 39 days and 39 nights, we have tried to take this man away from his God and his church. We've tried to make him turn towards you, Lord. We have offered him powers and principalities. We have offered him delights of the flesh. We have offered him wisdom and knowledge. And all these he has steadfastly refused, staying firm to his God and his Christ. And Satan said, out of the way. He leant forward and he whispered in the ear of the monk, who instantly filled the air with the most terrible curses, snapped his wooden pectoral cross in twain, and shrieked imprecations against his God and his church, cursing Christ and the Heavenly Father and all the church. And the demons bowed down to Satan and said, truly you are the Lord. How can you have said something so quickly when we took 39 days and 39 nights and made no impression? What did you say to him? And the devil said, but it was very simple. I just told him his brother had been made Bishop of Alexandria. That is, it's very wild because it's, it's amusing, of course, but it strikes to the very heart of what parables and fairy tales can do. They expose to us our own faults in a fictional guise. And in Wilde's case, they do it with beauty and with extraordinary soul.